Welcome back to Table Talk, Discussion and Discourse. This is part two of episode one, The Mercer Effect, hosted by me, Alejo, aka Gridon95, Aiden, aka It's Sneaky Adolf, and Boo, aka Prince Boo21. If you are completely confused about what we are doing here, uh, we're a podcast that talks about tabletop games and tabletop game issues and responds to videos on YouTube first. We record and post our entire video podcast first, and we are now, as of episode three, making an audio-only version. So I hope you enjoy it, Um, and if you want to get the full context, go to our YouTube channel, Table Talk Discussion and Discourse. It's a little hard to find at the moment, but there should be a link somewhere for you to click to go straight to it. And if not, I don't know what to tell you, man. So yeah, I hope you enjoy, and let's get back to the madness. People like this exist. Oh my god, it's It's like flat earthers. like, insane. Um, it's like, I want to, I want to give the people who are sourcing the videos that we are using as a basis for content, the benefit of the doubt and be able to say, this person makes really good points here, 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 and here, but I can't do, give me (laughs) points and only give me like analogies that contradict themselves. Let's put this up front. Don't do any research. Let's put this up front. Don't go into this guy's videos yes. and leave, like, bad things, right? Like, don't say bad things. Yeah, don't be no, a dick. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely don't do not. that. That's our job. I just... No, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but we're, <laughs> we're not... We're not... We're not trying to hate on him. We're not trying to bully him or anything. Just remember, just... we're criticizing, and we're trying to make sense of what the fuck he's saying. That's what Is we're doing. I would... I would... I would love nothing more than to be able to agree with this guy on something if you were to make a statement. I was going but to I'm say. Not a statement. I was. I was going to say he made great points through your mouth, Aiden. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you definitely made some really good points through him. <laughs> it's well. What gets me though is the line at the very end where he mm-hmm. says, "So does the Matt Mercer effect exist? I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> I don't like, know. I'm, I'm pretty." <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've used that exact same line in a high school PowerPoint. Exactly. He doesn't yeah. even give so, a take. So, yeah. So does photosynthesis exist? Probably. Signs point to yes, but could be no. <laughs> and it's like, why are you putting your clickbait as your conclusion? <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh in fairness, God. however, he did bring up uh, a point of D and D. A lot of people think as like movies and like big epic tales and stuff like that. When in fact, it doesn't because you know the human element. And it did remind me of a meme which I've shared to this uh, the Discord, and it's one yeah. of my favorite memes about describing D and D. Yeah, and it's that your expectations are Lord of the Rings, Elder Scrolls, Game of Thrones, but in reality, what you're playing is it's always sunny in the Forgotten Realms. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'll give and that's context. and that's part of what I say when I say, uh, as a DM, think of your players as a factorial equation. Mm-hmm. For yeah. every one that you add, it gets exponentially more involved because you have exponentially more Frank Reynolds in your campaign. <laughs> like, I mean, hell, I, I, I can. Oh, 
Go on. Go on. No, no. The, uh, this is what last time I went first. Now you go first. Okay. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is what happens. Absolutely, because you're with a bunch of people that are usually your friends, and you get off topic, or you start saying some sh- silly shit, or one guy's like, I'm gonna jump off of this cliff and try to land on this dude, and then he gets, like, a nat one and just falls off and lands on the ground, and everybody's like, what do you mean? And the like, guy who he was trying to attack just looks over and pummels him to death, right? Like, something like yeah, that can happen, yeah. and it's funny, the but it can of- also be, it can absolutely yeah. also be this epic tale absolutely yeah i yeah, there was that I've... time oh sorry okay now now we've gone full okay. circles now now, now, now <laughs> no. i will go yes yes <laughs> um we we could just institute a system where like boo has priority over alejo alejo has priority over me <laughs> i have priority over boo and it's a okay. rock paper scissors thing. okay sure jesus uh, um <laughs> it's one of those things where you will have a huge disparity in terms of um tone in your campaign so um in my campaign uh there was a monk character named shay and mm-hmm. shay's character couldn't make it to every session uh for various reasons um so what we had was sort of like a running joke where you just happen to run into shay at places sort oh. of like um not too dissimilar, actually, now that I think about it, to um, in Crit Roll, uh, Yasha. Yasha. Yep. Um, and there was one time where the party was camping under a tree, and the, la- the last session had ended with them camping. Mm-hmm. And the new session started with them waking up the next morning under the tree, and in this session, um, Shay's player happened to be present. And much Shay's player is not too dissimilar from my druid and the fact of like they just kind of want to pull off some stupid shit sure more subdued than the druid but what shay's character decided that they wanted to do was to take a dump uh in the tree where it had turned out they had been sleeping up in the branches uh, unbeknownst to the party Uh and what they wanted to do was to take a dump and then throw that dump at the druid oh absolutely that's that's one session. That's the and plan. in another session, uh, I had them on a time constraint where they had to defeat a certain boss and defeat from, or sorry, escape from a dungeon that was in uh, a dream world slash mm-hmm. five hundred years ago, oh. and an earthquake was happening, causing the dungeon to collapse, and they had explored the collapsed ruins of the dungeon in modern day. And when they went into the dream world slash 500 years ago, I flipped the board over so um, they were traveling in the du- same dungeon but mirrored and mm-hmm. new paths were open so because like they the weren't caved in. Never, play, never got that far enough into the game. Oh, okay. There's um, a, in Twilight Princess, you basically do that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and it was the same dungeon but mirrored and instead of like wrecked remains of what used to be um a barracks there were people in it Mm -hmm. um and stuff like that and they had to defeat some cultists who were looking at summoning a kraken um uh rather a nightmare kraken um and they killed the cultists but the kraken was still rising so they had to 
uh, retreat from the dungeon, and they made it out from the time limit I had set for a half an hour for like the battle and everything. Uh, they made it out with literally three seconds to spare. Nice. And had they not made it out, it would have literally been a rock's fall because they would have still been in the area that was caved in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made it out with three seconds, and I'm like, stop that timer! And they, they stopped it, and literal cheering because of the tension of the situation being mm-hmm. released, a hard fight, uh, the paladin was down to like two hit points, uh, and they barely made it out with their lives, and mm-hmm. they're like, that was fucking epic. Yeah. So, like, you will, even in your own campaigns, you will get a disparity and don't hold yourself to Matt Mercer's entirety of, like, oh, well, we have this established villain, this big bad, this djinn that's eating babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the most silly you get is a guard kicking a cat that then poofs out of existence. Well, the thing yeah, is, like, like, silly things happen in Critical Role all the time, too. Yeah, it, like it's never yeah. just eh, I'm gonna stab the ogre with a sword, you know, and and yeah, all that. Yeah, well, like and the then... guard kicking the cat was a thing that happened in season two. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like yeah. it's it's more than like that. You said that as a as a small example, but there's been plenty of times where it's just been like silly, right? Like yeah, yeah there, there there was what the the uh his history smut or something yeah that was also a thing yeah Caleb there, had. there was a lot of there's a lot of these kinds of things where you have examples of it's not always serious all the time yeah it can and, be and because mm-hmm. and because your players and you are different you will not have a critical role experience you'll have some moments that are similar mm-hmm. and yeah. that's that's great enjoy Enjoy your D and D game as it happens, but by no means feel obligated to play like Critical Role does because you're not them. Yeah, and then there was that time in my Call of Cthulhu campaign mm-hmm. where uh, you guys uh, toward the it was like late in the in the evening, and you guys were near like the north side of town, mm-hmm. and you heard the droning in the woods, and you went out there, and it turns out that a bunch mm-hmm. of cultists were. Summoning something. <laughs> oh yeah, my, yeah. My whole plan was <laughs> uh, the plan, or what I had intended to happen was I put since there were basically there were four four of you and only two of you could really fight. Yeah, and um, I was like, okay, I'm I don't know how they're gonna do it. I don't know, like, how they're going to play exactly. I don't know who's going to fight. I don't know who's going to do what. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just throw a ton of cultists out there, and hopefully they'll be like, oh, there's too many. Let's just watch and see what they do. <laughs> no, you did the smart – I don't know why I thought you would do that because I because I know you guys and you're smarter than that. You did the smart thing, and you tried to stop the ritual. In the – in the – um. You you stopped the ritual and you killed them all, which is good. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then yeah. after that, you're like, we should report this to the police. Got... <laughs> and then I'm like, oh shit, uh, yeah, you probably should. And then and then you guys went and reported to the police. And here's the thing, I didn't have any indication or forethought about you guys going to the police. Oh yeah. And yet and yet after that session, like I mean, the police station went fine. Yeah. No, it was yeah. great. 
it, it went fine. I mean, you showed evidence. I mean, you my were... character was literally a police officer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you were a police officer, and they contacted uh-huh. like the. Uh, Never mind Mike's the fact that I was showered university. with gore. Yeah, yeah, you're just covered in gore. <laughs> but it's like, what the fuck happened to you? Um, but yeah. yeah. It was interesting because I didn't have anything planned for the police station, and yet you guys went there, you talked to them, and then uh, yada, 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 everything went fine. But yeah. after the session, it's it was interesting because uh, I don't remember who exactly said it. I think it was, I think it was you two. It's like, wow, that, I'm really, that was really cool that we went to the police station. I'm like, wait, really? You thought that was cool? Because I didn't have anything planned for that. Oh, yeah. It felt super well. Yeah. Because I, I think didn't have primarily... a single thing planned. I was not prepared for that at all. Yeah. And yet it still turned out good. So again, that just goes back to what we're already talking about. You don't have to have everything fleshed out. You no, can really true. just fly by the seat of your pants sometimes. There, Not all the time. There sometimes. are there are actually some situations in which I think it is better to not be prepared. Yes. Um, yes. It's more simply, natural. for instance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if you knew, like, okay, they're going to go to the police station, they're going to do this, yada, yada, yada. The second that we went to that police station, we'd be like, yo, we killed some cultists in the woods. Um, that, that lack, the, the shock and the sort of like, uh, what's happening here wouldn't be present in your voice. Yeah. And because of that, it carried through in the characters of the police officers that we interacted with. Yeah. Um, of like the the whole like oh, okay what the fuck is this situation yeah what the hell is um, going on actually yeah. worked out for the best yeah um, because that's how they would have reacted in real life it's like what the fuck you killed cultists yeah. what <laughs> yeah and like uh in in my campaign uh the scratchy sam hobo character um and Simulmir, both of those characters are characters i did very little prep for i knew that there was going to be an old dude named Simomir that worked as this position but i had nothing prepped for like his demeanor or the fact that he spent his entire life drunk and with scratchy mm-hmm. sam i was completely improving of like how he's really defensive about his corner and how uh this dude named uh one eye joe was going to come for him and he's going to take his spot and the whole reason why uh he had lost his eye the first place was because he was begging on joe's corner and joe stuck up behind him and joe said don't don't you be on my corner there now sam yeah and stuff like that and you really kind of fall into and you lean into the character and oh, totally, those yeah. are the characters that invariably your players remember more yeah yeah, I was gonna say because like in in my current stuff that I've been doing, I've been I've said it all like after um, what you guys did actually as the uh, the magical talking animals. Um, it's like ten or so years after that, just to just to have a time jump so that I don't have to worry about you know everybody coming up to them right away. Um, yeah. But like most of my shit, I don't have prepared. I just have the rough outline of like. This is the place. It has these places, these people, and who knows how they act, right? Like, yeah. and then once the people get there, I'm like, oh yeah, uh, well, this person, like, I, I repurposed um a name that I used for like a pseudo dragon once, uh, Rasulf. Um, I repurposed mm-hmm. that name for uh an enchanter in um Glow, which is my like all mages town, mm-hmm. um. And he, I was just like, okay, well, he's, like, the leader of this, like, guild of mages uh, that are all about enchanting. What's he like? 
oh, he's crazy in the sense of he just <laughs> likes to experiment with everything, and he oh. fucking does not stop laughing at things sometimes. He just goes like, <laughs> oh, I blew up. Oh, <laughs> right? Like, that's his thing. He's he's also known to be dangerous in the sense that he will blow up occasionally because he loves what he does mm-hmm. too much, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. and, like, like literally my, my players were like, oh, this guy. And they've continuously gone to him every now and again and just been like, he's great. I love him. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, have, was, um, uh, I have a, one of... Um, my characters got his hands on a uh, a small amount of moon sugar, uh, which mm-hmm. is a drug yes. in the Elder Scrolls universe. And they have a house in um, uh, the city that I first put them in. And they want to go back to that city, not only because it's where their house is, but it's also because where Similmir is. And he's like, I got to get these drugs to Similmir, man. <laughs> and I'm like, but if you want to help like that old dude get his crunk on, we can go for that. <laughs> yeah. And then there was that time uh, in the now you made me remember this. Um, mm. There was that time in the animal campaign where uh... It was when we were leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, it was after the werewolf fight, and after we were leaving to go get myself cured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I was uh, the Ratman uh, Ralph, mm-hmm. and Ralph was this really kind of happy-go-lucky, super naive, really mischievous yeah. little guy. Yeah. And um, and I had been acting that way the whole campaign, and. Um, he was an artificer, and I also chose uh, woodworking tools because what I was going to do was if I wasn't working on like a magic item, I was going to be like, oh, I just want to grab like a <clears throat> want to grab like a piece of a fallen log, like a small fallen log, and just like carve that during like yeah. long rests. And then I'd be able to like, oh, here I like take it to like I don't know, like a, take it somewhere and just sell it, you know, maybe for like yeah, a totally. couple of silver or something. And in that town, there was a half orc. Uh, Smith, and I had to borrow some of his equipment and his facilities to make my first artificer gun. This was before oh, yeah. the new artificer, where uh, artificers had like two specs, and it was like a cannoneer or something, and they could make like essentially like a rifle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I was making my rifle, and Ralph wound up kind of bonding with this no-name half-orc Smith. And since he was he was a half orc in a village filled with like uh, elves and humans, he was kind of the outcast. And since all the animals had been not exactly outcasts, they had been removed from society. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really understand that aspect of human society. And so um, Ralph and this orc kind of bonded a bit. And like when we were leaving town, I gave him the orc. I gave him a little carved bear. Mm-hmm. And I got everybody choked up. Yeah. I remember that. And that was one of my, and I didn't do it. I don't really know why I did it. I was just like, you know, this guy's cool. It was I'm fucking natural, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got everybody legit choked up. After that, I felt like legit. I felt like I won the session. Yeah. I no, everybody. I remember. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was great. It was fucking, yeah. I miss that campaign, dude. I, I, know. I really do. And at the same time, 
he's such a little he's such an idiot yeah ralph is just a doofus <laughs> like when he's like he's like sitting in a mage's quarters like hey can you cure me of vampirism i mean uh lycanthropy and i'm just sitting on a big chair just like swinging my legs back yeah. and forth like a little kid and then yeah. the, there's a, bra- a blind priest that comes sometimes when the moon comes up i get a bit bitey yeah <laughs> um oh and um like when we went to go get cured there was this blind mage who was like cast uh like cure disease on me or cure remove curse i think it was yeah something like that and uh <laughs> i I was like, like uh, Ralph was pretty happy after getting cured because, like, yeah, now I'm not a werewolf. And then just like after a second, I'm just like, "Hey, you want to see something cool?" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Oh, I legitimately forgot about that." I'm like, "Oh, uh, I didn't mean it like that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that naivete and just that crazy shit. You can. It doesn't matter what's going on in a campaign. You can make it memorable. You don't have oh, absolutely. to have these epic battles and these sieges and these romances. You can just act kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And well, not, to an not to the point. Yeah, to an extent. Um, you can just – it can just happen. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be crit roll. Mm-hmm. It really can just be anything you want. It can just be that tiny little act of kindness between two people who are – between someone who was ostracized and someone who doesn't even know the meaning of the word ostracism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably thinks that's so. It can be words. it can be really, <laughs> really easy to make your campaign memorable and fun and good, and it doesn't have to be this huge, like galaxy-spanning thing. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I, I think. Um, oh, sorry. Did you have a point, Alejo? Oh no, I was just I was just gonna say like I I just I it it pains me sometimes when there are people that only look at it as um just like fighting right yeah. like where you where you're going yeah. into D and it's all about fighting that monster getting that loot and leveling yeah. up right and they don't right, take the time like a dungeon crawler like Diablo. exactly exactly they they don't take the time to just be a person right because yeah. you are you yeah. are role-playing and you are a person in the world so yeah mm-hmm. And th- that's one of the things where, and like, not to act like, oh, 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 big dick DM about this, mm. um, but I don't really do a lot of combat in um, my campaign, mm. um, primarily because I've thrown them at even things like CR thirteen encounters. The party's mm-hmm. level six currently. Yeah. Uh, I threw them at a CR thirteen encounter when they were level four. Sure. And they de- defeated it in six rounds. Um, yeah um <laughs> okay uh and it's the sort of thing where like i can't really realistically expect them to even consider four bandits on the road threatening totally uh four bandits on the road can be a fantastic blend of role play and combat mm-hmm. um because how you role play determines mm-hmm. whether combat happens mm-hmm. exactly. and the combat for a low-level party is just challenging enough that like when it's over, you're like kind of like like your characters like wiping sweat off their brow, like, oh boy, guys, that kind of been uh that kind of could have been bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, glad we pulled through. Um, and that's one of the things where, as the scale of what you do, um, and as your party levels up, that will somewhat change. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just one of the things where you as a 
DM sort of hope to counteract that and sort of roll with that. And really, I don't know where I was going with this point. Um, <laughs> well, no, you actually reminded me because, like, in in my games that I have, I have two games running. One is more of an intrigue game, actually, where there is okay. no combat whatsoever in the fa- in the, in the sense of the characters don't want to get in fights. They just want to do all of this sneaky shit. They're lawful evil. Like, or, yeah, one is lawful evil and one's lawful neutral, I think. I'm No, I think they're both lawful evil. Um, and they they just, they literally um, were thinking about joining uh, a, basically a terrorist cell in order Ooh. to in order to enact changes in the kingdom because the kingdom's at war with um, the Underdark at the moment. And um, one of them's a drow uh, who came up and is like, oh, we don't want these this war anymore. We want to take down Doden. We want them to go down a peg, right? And so they were planning on they were planning on even like joining that cell and starting to like manipulate from the inside and do that thing. They they uh, they just built a tavern to um, <laughs> to compete with the one that's in the city, but they they I didn't expect them to, but they were like, well, why don't we just make a foothold here so that we can get some money in and start our start like having a reputation with the with the the faction and you know all this kind of stuff and i was like yes i've never yeah. had yes just be, make a tavern they literally sketched it out they fucking oh like oh my god it was oh, that makes it you was so happy. it was so fucking fun oh my god you don't know how oh. much fun i had just watching them do that oh, it was so was great <laughs> and the and but the thing is like not to not to get on um the 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 uh the the wrong side of this um but the other the other campaign that I have is also fun in the sense that it is going to be more combat heavy in the sense of um one of the characters is a um is going to be a mercenary captain Ooh, and okay. he's literally recruited and I had to make a whole bunch of just NPC mercenaries that are just like mm-hmm. yeah we'll we'll fight with you and we'll go take on like a hill giant or whatever and like Shit. and it's going to it's going to be interesting as well because he's also kind of going for the same effect of like taking down Dodin's uh the kingdom of Dodin's um uh aristocracy right uh-huh. like actually fighting for the people and like Ooh. trying to figure out ways to like get dirt on the nobles and that kind of stuff he's doing it in a different way which is going to be more combat heavy but it's also got that role play element in it so it's yeah, also, also going to be really the- fun yeah it's also got that intrigue aspect behind exactly it. but it's not like sp- strictly that right yeah but it's it's been so much fun just seeing the two kind of things that are both just super fun to run mm-hmm. it's it's really cool um your point reminded me of the initial point i was going for I see. um combat versus rp yes. um uh, not to act like, oh, I, I'm the big dicked DM, I am so good. Um, one of my players made uh, another uh, campaign, um, hmm. uh, which was very heavily uh, combat-oriented. Hmm. It was supposed to be based on the anime Goblin Slayer, okay. um, which is itself very violent and very point A, fight, point B, fight, point C, yeah. fight. Um, and not to like diss on um my player that made this campaign or my other players who are part of this campaign Mm -hmm. um the biggest note i heard from them 
uh, just uh, at work or like talking or hanging out, whatever was I'd be like, oh, so how did like uh, the campaign work for you guys uh, last night? And they'd be like, dudes, it's it's not the same when you're just going from place like fighting because mm. I I don't feel invested and it feels like wherever I go, it's, it feels yeah. like the background is just white. Exactly. And I'm like we go to a mountain and I'm like, okay, it's a mountain, but what's under the mountain? Okay, a goblin fort. Why don't why am I at the goblin fort? Like who cares? Yeah, it's Fight. cool to kill goblins. Yeah. yeah. But like, why do I care? Um <laughs> we, we have an NPC with us and I know their name, but like I don't give a shit about them. Eh, okay. Yeah, exactly. They're with us, I guess. They're useful for heals. That's nice. Oh, I have two more points. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, let, before you and, start on yours, yeah, let yeah, me make yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you yeah, after yeah. Aiden's done. And, it, and, it's, and it's not to criticize uh, his campaign. It's also his first campaign, too. Yeah. And he mm -hmm. had been playing D&D for like three months when he made that uh, campaign. Yep. Oh, there mm -hmm. you go. Uh, yeah. Um... And uh, with two players that just joined my table for like my main campaign, uh, they were saying that they weren't sure like how combat worked, and they wanted to get a chance to do that because mm -hmm. they joined a campaign midway through its uh, progress. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to throw them against a CR fifteen encounter mm -hmm. when they're like, okay, what? Which one's the D twenty? Right. Um, yeah. And that's sort of the thing where now he's he's sort of reviving that campaign and he's like helping them make their classes and it's way more combat heavy. And now that they're playing that one and mine, they're like, okay, I know how to do combat when it comes up and mm -hmm. I'm playing a character that I know I like how they fight. And because of that, I want to play this class and I want to play as this. Mm -hmm. And when that player... Uh, joined my campaign they're like yeah I, I already played uh some of the other one i really liked how a rogue fought i want to be an assassin and i said cool let's roll one up mm -hmm. um and it's one of those things where you can like combat and you can like role play um a blend of those exists for everyone yes. uh on like the meter of one versus the other I personally, I can go through uh, an entire campaign, maybe having combat once or twice, and still be like, that was a pretty freaking good campaign. Sure. And when I'm having combat like five times a night, I tend to kind of slog. Yeah. Because it's just so much dice being rolled, so many numbers being written down yeah. and subtracted from. Yeah. And... and if you're having fucking five, yeah. oh god, that's most of your night. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And then I, you... I, I like to sit back and improv. Mm -hmm. You guys talking about uh, lack and prevalence of combat reminded me of the Tabaxi campaign. Oh yeah. Oh mm -hmm. god, we gotta do that too. Yeah. Fuck. Right. And that's yeah. exactly why I brought it up. Uh, we had a Tabaxi campaign where we all played as three Tabaxi brothers. Uh, yeah. I was lazy time. Who were you guys again? Oh god, I gotta go find him. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I know where he is. Let me go see if I can find him. I don't remember my character's name. I remember I was a a card mage. Yeah, you were like Twisted yeah. Fate. Yeah. Oh god, where? I want Cheeky Vale. Yeah. Cheeky Vale, the the monk, the yep. way of the long death monk. Yeah. And we just had we only had one session because it was supposed to be a one off, but we all really really enjoyed it because yeah. most of the time our D and D campaigns were that kind. Like, 
fairly heavy on combat. Not mm-hmm. super heavy, but there was always, like, combat was pretty common. Yeah, there was, like, one a like, session. Yeah, exactly. One or two a session. And this was kind of the first time where we did not make combat-oriented characters, like, at all. Mm-hmm. So we had... Oh, I was Pakruti. Yes. Oh, right, yeah. And then, um... We just <laughs> one of my favorite moments with that campaign was like I was looking through like like we were creating the characters and we were like we were all talking it's like we have our armor we've got our weapons and all of a sudden I'm just like wait a minute hang on Aiden how much money do you have uh, I think I got like a hundred bucks okay. <laughs> oh that's right we're pooling our money and buying an elephant <laughs> we bought a fucking elephant, an elephant. And it was so and that's fun. That's the because... dandelions were born. Yeah. Yes. And I was the bard, and I had like speak to animals, and I would talk to him and see how he's doing while traveling. And we would just, we would just go to town to town, just playing, playing music, yeah. making money, doing and drinking, and having swindling a great time. Some people swindling people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, we man. were. We, uh, yeah. we actually started uh, that campaign off with probably one of the closest things that we ever got to combat um in that we had to roll initiative for it alejo do you remember yes uh if yep. i remember right it was, there was a, bandit. Like a bandit on the yeah. road that would have attacked oh yeah it was a, ba- oh, it no, was a bandit that. quote unquote before that for like a, a toll right wait before that it was before was... even that mm-hmm. oh um we were going to get seats on our elephant. I believe his name was Ollie. Yes. Um, and I wanted uh, essentially shotgun. Uh-huh. And uh, oh! I said, brother, will you race me to that tree over there? <laughs> you fucking, that's right. Whoever wins will get the seats they want. It's and so Alejo's character playing a monk. And tabaxi monks can go very fast. Yes. I was playing a tabaxi warlock. They can go fast, but not as fast. So, yes. Alejo is, of course, like, I'll take you up on that bet, brother. And as soon as combat started, he beat me on the initiative roll, because of course, <laughs> you know, Dex and... Yeah, it's a monk a versus a warlock. He won. Yeah, <laughs> of course he beat me in the initiative roll. And he races to the tree and makes it there, and he, like, touches the tree, and he looks back and ends his turn. And on my turn, I simply casually walk up, mount the elephant, grab the seat I wanted, and look at him. (laughs) And it's one of those things where combat can be, like, opposing dice rolls, sure. There was uh, the bard (laughs) off that we had uh, in that one town. Yep. Um. But it does not have to be clanking swords. It so. really doesn't. Combat can be roleplay. Exactly. Yes. And roleplaying and can role be play can be combat. Yes, yes. exactly. And like <laughs> that's the best the best part about that was that you you basically like after having that happen, I was like, oh shit. My character's prideful. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I figured something out about my character because of that. And it was great. It was yeah. so good. Looking back on that, that was so fucking fun. Oh man, it really was. <laughs> it was really. Uh, you good. cut out there. What? It was just. It was so fucking fun. It was just so fun. Yeah. Oh man. <sighs> yeah. Do we have any other videos or topics, or are we pretty much? Um. How, how long have we been going on just the Mercer effect? I didn't. It's been we... almost two hours. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize we'd get this much content out of it. Because, That's what I'm like, saying, I... dude. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, what I thought. Of... 
that I was like, <laughs> it's like the Mercer effect. Be like Matt Mercer. No, topic yeah. over. <laughs> right? Like, the, okay, so let's let's at least do this one last thing, which is uh-huh. the uh, the the post that he replied to on Reddit. Ah, yes. Okay. Let's at least do that. Um, okay. So. Here, so I'll link it. Are we I'll just reading it. his reply, or um, well, I'll I'll read point. I'll read the initial point as well, um, just in okay. case. Yeah. Um, by Mr. Builder, and then Matt Mercer. Jesus. Yes. Okay. That's crazy. Well, that's there, just in case. Um, Aiden, you good? Oh no, do we lose him? Aiden. Oh no. Oh shit! Oh, no, we've lost well, him. actually, this is kind of a good time. Uh, can you pause the recording or stop it? Uh, I could. Yes. Uh, I just needed to use the restroom. Oh, sure. Me too. Me too. Me too. Okay. So let's go ahead and uh have a quick jump cut here. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Well, we're back then. What have I missed? Nothing. We've just Nothing. been waiting for you. Excellent. Uh, so um, are we recording again or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, so anyway, last you left, you heard, mm-hmm. you learned that. Oh, uh, that uh, that my character was prideful and yes. Um, yeah, no, that I was just, I was just, it was so fucking fun because it was just like something that was natural and and cool and mm-hmm. just something that I was able to run with after, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that that whole campaign was gonna be super fun mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. Yeah. If it yeah. if it kept going, <laughs> yes, a, fa- a fantastic thing for you as a DM um, to consider is to perhaps uh, consider um, a lot of the best and most memorable moments your party will have as a whole uh, will be moments in which uh, they click in interacting with each other. Yes. Uh, so instead of perhaps focusing on trying to copy paste Matt Mercer and his campaign, uh, which is designed so that his characters can interact with each other, mm-hmm. maybe consider taking your friends and your friends' characters into account and to try to develop a campaign and that gives them plenty of opportunities to click together. That's fair. The other thing as well is like, um, I would say this actually reminds me of one of the points that I was going to make. Um, the Wednesday group that I'm a part of, um, that I'm a player in, um, Mm -hmm. I have played three characters so far. Um, because no, actually only one died. Um, the first one, um, left the group because it, everything that was happening to them was so crazy um, in the sense of like, I'm just a guy. Like his, my first character was Gimbal, Gimbal the Tiefling Bard. Uh, not Bard, sorry, Tiefling. Um, uh, wild magic sorcerer who considered himself an entertainer, um, even though he had this debilitating condition of sometimes exploding. Um, because of <laughs> and legitimately when when I played him for the first time when we were escaping this like um slave slavery like gladiator pit, um. He he did some magic and then exploded, and he had PTSD and just curled up on the ground for like a while. It was yeah. good. It was really fun. It was great. Yeah. Um, and then after escaping there, like we set fire to a boat and there were zombies and shit and like there was a whole bunch of shit that was happening. And he was like, "Yeah, you know what? I don't want to be a part of you people. I'm like, I'm good. I think I want to just go play my my flute over here, right?" Fair enough. <laughs> 
And so I was like, okay, so I'm going to retire him. He's going to go do the thing, which I want to bring him back at some point because he's really fun. Um, but so I, I retired him and I figured, yeah, okay, we, we'll have some new character and we'll get together and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk and, and maybe get a, a new bond going, right? I brought in Yulon. Yulon Reft is a grave cleric who... Yeah. Yeah, who is not that kind of cleric. Um, mm-hmm. He's also incredibly uncomfortable in social situations with more than one person. Um, and I mean, sometimes by himself. Sometimes <laughs> by himself, yes, exactly. He's he he's a fun character that I played for a long while, um, and I didn't think he would die. Lo and behold, um, we got to an underground crypt and uh there were cultists of um orcus which is all about undeath which he fucking hates he hates undeath it's one thing that he has been that has been driven into him um both from being a cleric of kelimvor and also just because he does not like undeath um so yulon has this flaw of when he gets inside of something that really angers him he kind of goes tunnel vision and he goes in and he fucking goes hard he goes hard. And so, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, he does. yeah, so he, he went hard in after a, um, after the, the main necromancy, mm-hmm. after some of the baddies and stuff had been cleared and stuff. And he had taken a lot of hits, a lot of hits. He was down to like five HP and he did not care. Cause he was, I was like rolling for it. I was like, well, maybe he'll clear up because he's so in pain. Nope. Okay, here we go. Um, so he went after this guy, and it triggered his um, uh, relentless endurance. So he didn't die initially, but then he died like right after. Um, and unfortunately, this is this is bringing about to this point of um, the characters. I thought we had had some kind of bond, oh. at least of being you know around each other, right? Um, so, Yulon goes down, and he's bleeding out, and the necromancer's like, stop, right, like, stop, I'll, I'll give up if you just stop killing us, right, and they were willing to talk. Unfortunately, they were willing to talk, so, what happened was that they started talking, and initiative was just thrown out the window for a second, which I was like, oh, so... I judged for myself every six seconds to roll a death save. They kept talking as I was rolling death saves. Oh I, my God. Yeah, I, unfortunately, and this isn't a knock on my group. Unfortunately, they're, a lot of them are kind of younger and haven't played D&D much, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I rolled it out, and he just bled out on the floor. And, oh my and like, the necromancer was like, hey, do you want to get your guy up after they had talked for a little while? And they came over and he was dead. Oh my god. And the worst part, the worst part about this was afterwards, they kind of realized that none of them really knew much about him. So they didn't really know what to do in the sense of, like, if he would want a burial, if, like, he wanted to be transported somewhere, like, what they were to do with him. Um, the only one that he really interacted with a lot was uh, our NPC companion that we had tag along for stupid reasons, um, who was, like, a commoner who just wanted to be an adventurer. Um, and so, and it was just, like, 
it was only that one person that really knew anything about him. And I realized, like, I understand that there's a certain aspect of, like, promoting talking to your having your players talk to each other but there's also an aspect of trying to get your players or being a player of being more talkative to other players with your character like to be fair yulon doesn't like doing that but i would try but unfortunately the other part is that he would be shut down a lot of the time and then when he would be like looked at as a leader he was like oh i don't really want to talk and no one really like encouraged him too much Mm -hmm. um so so there's a balance of also being the player to initiate the conversations, which is, which is what I'm trying to do with my new character, um, Riz, who is um, a dragonborn shadow sorcerer who has a kind of sketchy past and tries to, like, not be noticed by people in the sense of, like, dressing plainly, like, wearing a mask and stuff. Not a mask, but, like, a scarf and stuff because of her background, which I don't want to say out loud in case any of them watch this. Um, but... But I'm trying to also have her go up to people and just go, hey, what's your deal? Like, what, what's going on? You know, are you okay? You know, all that kind of stuff to try to promote that kind of growth. Because I think it was both a, uh, a fault on my part as a player mm-hmm. and also just a fault of our, us as a group, of the, yeah. that being kind of what happened. Yeah, I would personally, if I were in that situation, like... Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yulon is not the greatest guy to uh, to develop bonds with people, and as such, probably him not being cared about as much is kind of the natural course of that. It's unfortunate, but um, he could have changed it's, it's, if if things had happened differently. To yeah, be fair, yeah. But that being said, um, if my character were bleeding out on the ground and the rest of my party's like oh okay and they just kind of want to like chat it up mm-hmm. and my character like just fucking bled out there like a a, a guppy mm-hmm. uh i'd be fucking pissed i yeah. was a little angry i was a little upset but i ultimately i just kind of figured eh, it's kind of like a learning lesson because now he's like an example mm-hmm. That's true, which I is suppose. which is nice because like now they kind of care more <laughs> a little yeah. bit because like i think as <laughs> I as hope. as as a player mm-hmm. i view my fellow players and the people in my party as like i will fight and i will risk my life to save theirs and mm-hmm. yeah. i expect that also done for me mm-hmm. um and you of course try to mitigate situations all of you in which someone has to risk their life to save yours absolutely but the fact remains of if you're fighting a balanced and challenging fight, there's mm-hmm. going to be some some bullshit that pops up and you're like, oh, fuck, what happens? And then that causes mm-hmm. that, that tension. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, if the tension's released and we're having a, a casual sit down and chat with the people that were killing me and mm-hmm. you're letting me bleed out on the floor, I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, fair. Yeah, absolutely. It's also really unfortunate that it another reason why it's unfortunate is because um it might not have occurred to you at the time but it occurs to me at least that if your character had been saved that would have been the perfect reason for him to open up to the party. Absolutely. I would agree entirely and I would have mm-hmm. I would have I would yeah. have made him less, um, less like uh, nervous around them. I would have made him more confident with them. Absolutely, 
but he died. Yeah. And so mm. it's, your skill link has increased. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's man, that sucks. It's just it's just the dichotomy of it. Unfortunately, I yeah. I'm I'm fine with it now. At the time, I like I tried not to tear up a little bit, which was mm-hmm. I mean, but it was fine. Yeah. You know, because yeah. because it's one thing if people hate your character, but it's another thing if someone doesn't care enough to save them. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's you know, it's just again, they're they're that's, a lot of them are younger rough, and haven't played I've, too much. So, because yeah. I've played two campaigns where I've gotten the chance to interact with Yulon, mm-hmm. and he he a good boy. He's still he's still around in my in my world. He's he's always there you know like it's not like he's gone forever unless somebody gets him killed somehow or he gets himself killed in my (laughs) game right yeah and i (laughs) the worst part is i i bought a bunch of like um uh you know hero forge (laughs) i bought a bunch of minis for everybody and i bought one for yulon and he died the next day So and that's why I don't buy minis. Nah, dude, he still exists. And besides, it's a good half work template. So yeah, eh, you know, you live on as a lesson. Exactly. Yeah. I hope so. I hope they fucking learned. Yeah. I was talking to my DM about it, and she was she was just like, "Yeah, it fucking sucks, dude." I was like, "Yeah, I know." So we're on the same page. It's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I've been talking to her a lot about. DMing and stuff, so and I've been helping her out as much as I can. So, yeah, she could, you know, she could perhaps make a guest on the show. Sure, if she has time and she yeah. wants to, absolutely. Yeah, I have now, no problem with anybody being a guest on the show. What about Hitler? What about Hitler? Well, what about me? He's already here. So, no, no, no. real Hitler. Oh, no. I think he might have. He might be really big <laughs> in the Elf campaign. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so, um, before we get off topic again, mm-hmm. um, now that we're all back here, we wanted to look at this uh, Reddit post. Yes, yes. yes I actually right. wanted to bring that up. Yes, because yes. I feel that'd be effect. a really good conclusion. Yes, okay. agreed. Well, I I have the second one as well, which is like the dichotomy to this actually, which is interesting. Oh, yeah, kind of in a way. We'll see. But yeah, okay. So this is on Reddit.com from. DM Academy. Um, let's see. Okay, so who wants to read what? Uh, I'll read uh, the post, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, for our audio listeners, mm-hmm. uh, please listen to uh, the sultry sounds of my voice. As one username, Mr. Builder, asks uh, DM Academy on Reddit, how do I beat the Matt Mercer effect? I'm running a campaign for a lot of first-timers, and... I'm dealing with a lot of first-timer problems. The one who never speaks up, the one who needs to be railroaded, the neutral good character being played chaotic neutral, and the chaotic neutral being played chaotic evil. Lately, however, there's a new situation I'm dealing with. A third of my group uh, first got interested in D&D because of Critical Role. I like Matt Mercer as much as the next guy, but these guys watched 30-plus hours of the show before they ever picked up a D20. The dwarf thinks that all dwarves have Irish accents, and the dragonborn sounds exactly like the one from the show, which is fine until they meet NPCs that are played differently from how it's done on the show. I've been approached by half of the group and asked how I planned to handle resurrection. When I told them I'd decide when we got there, they told me how Matt does it. Our WhatsApp is filled with geek and sundry videos about how to play RPGs better. There's nothing wrong with how they do it on the show, but I'm not Matt Mercer, and they're not Vox Machina. At some point, the unrealistic 
expectations are going to clash with reality. How do you guys deal with the players who've had past DMs they swear by? TLDR, Critical Role has become the prototype for how my players think D&D works. How do I push my own way of doing things without letting them down? Um, I actually have a few points on this. Um, as, uh, as a first-time DM who played for um, and built my campaign for exclusively first-time players right. whose sole experience with D&D was with uh, Critical Role and um, TFS at the table and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, there was definitely... Uh, a lot of Matt Mercer's name being thrown around in the first few months of my campaign. True. Um, especially, too, with things uh, of Resurrection, actually, I think was one of the things that came up. Mm. Um, and my answer for it was primarily that's how Matt does it in his campaign. However, the lore for my campaign is not friendly to how his is. Mm -hmm. Um matt does it this way and i call him Matt because he's my friend um <laughs> uh matt mercer does it uh that way primarily because um that's how he finds it best and that's how he finds it streamlined in fact there's a few um interviews he's done for um critical role as a whole on like geek and sundry and stuff mm -hmm. where he talks about a lot of the choices that he has made are things that allow him and the crew as a whole to streamline um, various aspects of regular gameplay problems because it is a streamed um, event. Yeah, they have a certain amount of time and shit. Yeah, and that's why there are certain rules that um, Critical Role does not um, hold and that they change things around, and it's a whole deal that they've had with chat, with sometimes Twitch chat is like, that's not this rule, mm -hmm. yada, 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 because mm -hmm. this, and people trying to rules lawyer. And uh, they've basically said, look, that's how you played in your campaign, that's fine, that's not how we played in ours. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something where me personally, when someone's like, hey, I know Matt does this on the show, uh, how would you run this? Mm -hmm. um i typically say i would run it this way and if i don't have an answer i'll come up with some sort of spitball answer that i think sounds more or less balanced and i'll say pop me a message in the group chat and i'll take another look at it tonight and i'll get some research and i'll get a more fleshed out answer for you mm -hmm. and that's what and it's one of the things where there is a level of transparency where you as a dm have to have the ability to say I don't know. I've not thought about that yet for this campaign. Uh, good question. I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to be an omniscient rules book. Mm -hmm. It's true. Because nobody... Mm -hmm. There are rules lawyers who know every single word of every single page of every single book, mm -hmm. but you don't have to be that. I was pointing no, them to like page six of the yeah. Dungeon Master's Guide. Where it says you are the DM, what you say goes. Absolutely, these are suggestions. Absolutely, I, I agree a hundred percent with with that. Um, there is obviously the the um, topic of uh, 
having the rules there to reference, to use, to to be your guideline. They are there in the book. If you are going to change them, though, you should absolutely tell your players beforehand yes. for things that are, mm -hmm. like, important, right? Yes. Yes. Before you even start. <laughs> and that's yeah that's one of the things where uh sometimes you can't however if exactly. there's something that you legitimately didn't think about before the exactly. campaign yes like, yeah. i think i'll run it this way exactly and at that point and, the players just have to kind of deal yeah. with it a little bit yeah. if if the players have some input and like other suggestions that they totally. would perhaps like to see like hey maybe you could do it this way i'll take it into consideration absolutely but if i choose nah this is how i want to run it and they don't like it fucking tough for them it's true yeah. it's true unfortunately um, yeah and if like you know the way that i roll or the way that i give out advantage or dm um i have difference for like dm inspiration versus in-world inspiration yeah. uh in-world inspiration like bardic inspiration mm -hmm. times out after a while uh whereas mm -hmm. If um, there's something you do that I think is particularly clever and solves a situation really well, I'll say, like, depending upon how clever it was, I'll say, have a D6 uh, DM inspiration, and that inspiration can be banked and used whenever. Like, for one roll? Yes, for yeah, one yeah, roll. Yeah, fair. Okay. Um, I personally... And... Go on, sorry. Um, and if they consistently do more things better that like d4 can become maybe a d6 at some point sure. which can maybe become a d8 mm -hmm. um which can and... maybe become a d100 no <laughs> <laughs> it's a logarithmic <laughs> scale yeah yeah going from, going from a d4 to a d6 is a lot easier than a d10 to a d12 <laughs> yeah i i'm very stingy with inspiration you have um, to literally end world hunger to get a d100 <laughs> yeah yeah that's that would are be you, are you a god did you ascend well i guess you can have it i guess, <laughs> I guess that's a d best i can do is a d12 <laughs> <laughs> the best i can do for you is mm, maybe you can roll 2d6 mm. <laughs> it's not that um, inspiring yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no like i i have an issue with inspiration Personally, I don't like it. I don't like the system um, yeah. at all, uh, except I, for bards, obviously, because otherwise they're kind of useless, unfortunately. Yeah. They have nothing going for them. But... I don't mind inspiration as a, as a whole. It's just the DM inspiration because, yes. for me, it's just you're playing favorites. Exactly. That's, it, it, that's, becomes that's that. yeah. it becomes that, and it's yeah, also You have to fucking... be very careful about falling yeah. into that. Yeah, it, it has to be. Honestly... <sighs> If I were to ever do it, I would have to, like, if I was like, God, that was so smart. I want to give you inspiration. I would literally be like, okay, guys, that was really, really good. I want to give him inspiration. Are you okay with me giving just him inspiration? Or oh, sure. just, or the, the better way, give everybody inspiration. Because they're, as a part, if they're all in the same place, as a party, they would have all seen it. So they were yeah. all inspired by this wonderful yeah. action. Right. Um, yeah. For That's me, the only is, way I could see it working well. For me, it's something I've given out sparingly. In two yeah. and a half years, I think I've given out, I think, inspiration four times, totaling sure. maybe 2d12. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... And it, it's something that, like, when you do get it, it's a moment where everyone at the table is going, fuck, that was a really good idea. And I go, 
you get a little something for that. Sure. Mm-hmm. You get a good boy point. Like, uh, that's the thing. I Doing stuff like that, I feel like, should be its own reward. Right? You've made the situation better, and plus that affects how the situation is. I personally just have never given inspiration, and I don't think I ever will. Um, yeah. Because it's just like, if if... They give the, the the example of, hey, if this person's role-playing particularly well, give them inspiration. I'm like, well, no. you should just strive to role-play well, right? Yeah. You should just strive to do things in character that your character would do. If your character does something amazing because that's what they figured out to do, then that should be its own reward and you should be compensated for that in-game where you're actually, like... In that situation, you get a huge benefit or something, you know, or it makes whatever challenge you're coming up against that much easier because you did that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It all plays into that kind of thing, and I don't, I don't like going well because you did this, you get a die. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work for me personally. Yeah, I personally, uh, and I totally see where you're coming from on that. Um, mm-hmm. I like to treat it like a cherry on top. Totally. Um, and I, I understand that entirely. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is one of the things where, um, because it's sparing, it's the goal is sort of to kind of almost wean them off it into mm-hmm. sort of like, because at early levels they're thinking, oh man, inspiration, inspiration. Oh man, my rolls are really low because I don't have any modifiers yet. Oh, I need that inspiration. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. constantly looking for good things and clever things to do. Right. And by kind of leading them on with that inspiration, you can get to the point where them thinking about what do I need to do? And like, clearly they don't need the inspiration. Like I said, they fight a CR 13 encounter at level four. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah. they're, they're fine without it, but it does make that moment of like, everyone's cheering them on. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you, you get a, you get yourself a little D4 there, bud. Yeah. Uh, and then just, it gives them that kind of moment of like, yes. Sure. The other, uh, I actually just thought of something. Mm-hmm. Um, another way I think it, well, th- this really depends on your players. Mm-hmm. Um, a way you could technically use it, kind of, sort of, is to essentially let characters fudge their own dice if something bad happens. So, depending on the situation, of course, and don't don't, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, if they're, like, going, and, and I'm not saying this, like, all the time. I'm saying, like, really, really rarely. Mm-hmm. Like, say they have to go, like, attack an orc fort or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're... they're alongside like a, a group of people or something and like the re- the leader of that group gives a really good speech and it's like oh mm-hmm. now you're inspired by by him and you have a, a d whatever that you can mm-hmm. spend whenever and then they go inside the other the group of people is fighting orcs on the outside and they have to go in alone and fight all the rest of it if they get into the boss room and they started getting their asses handed to them mm-hmm then they could potentially use that to save their asses. But again, that's just kind of how you would use inspiration anyway. So, so yeah, yeah, I feel like, I feel like yeah. what you're describing is plot armor, whereas this is yeah, an addition. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, in a, in a situation like that, I would say that because they chose to f- take on a fight that was clearly yeah. too much for, mm-hmm. for them to handle failures, part of the game. Exactly. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> by all means, in a situation like that, if they're thinking to themselves, like, oh, fuck, like, 
I'm going to get my ass beat. What are the tools at my disposal? And then they go, oh, hey, that's right. I have that D4. That's um, yeah, totally. that's so um, metagamey. Yeah. Yeah, okay, never mind. Scratch all that. Edit yeah. it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, but it's no. good. It's good. It's good. It's a good thought exercise, and it's a good thing that we can like actually have some banter back and forth. So on. now, okay, I believe Discussion. that... We've Discourse. gotten way off topic of this yes. original post. <laughs> uh, the reply from Matthew Mercer. Would you like to read it or would you like me to read it? Uh, you can go ahead and do it. Okay. So, in response to the original point, Matthew Mercer said, <clears throat> Seeing stuff like this uh, kind of breaks my heart. Regardless, the fact of the matter is our style of play is just that. Our style of play. Every table is different and should be. If they want to just copy what we do, that's not very creative, nor what makes the game magic at the table. I do believe that it's important for any gaming group to discuss expectations early into a campaign so everyone can get on the same page and avoid dissonance. However, that's everyone's responsibility at the table to provide and to add to the experience for everyone to enjoy themselves and the story, not just the DM. As I saw some comments below mention you want a particular style of game, that level of commitment rests on your shoulders. Consolidate your style and wishes with those of the other players and DM. Uh, and somewhere in that unique mix, you will find your table's special style of storytelling. Need I also remind your players that uh, we are a table of professional actors, and I have been DMing for well over 20 years. We have spent our lives training in particular skills that allow us to get as immersed in the characters as we enjoy doing. Uh, as we enjoy doing, anyone can jump in as deeply should they wish to, but expecting that immediate level of comfort and interest is unfair and absurd. Do they want a deep, convoluted, emotional story like Scanlan? They better be able to bring it like Sam did. No, then sit down and just have fun finding your own path. Winky face. Plus. <clears throat> Our style isn't for everyone. Hell, just scan the comments below to see how many folks don't like us. Haha. <laughs> I've played with many different players, read games of many different styles and focuses, and I can tell you there is so much fun variety to how a tabletop role-playing game can be played. They're limiting their chances to enjoy it by trying to play it just like us. Uh, anyway, I say the best course is have a very frank conversation with them about these things. Clearly say that your game will feel like your game, meaning you and the players together, and it's their responsibility to bring to the table what facet they want to see in it. Show them this post if it helps. In fact, show them this message. Guys, relax. Your DM is kicking ass and is doing this for your enjoyment and journey. Appreciate that. Listen, build with them and make this something unique. Abandon expectations and just have fun together as friends. Anyway, so sorry things like this are never my intent. It's weird. It's a weird wild west these days. You're going to be great, friend. Heart. Aww. That man is so sweet. He is such yeah. a sweet guy. Ah, oh, I want to give him a hug. I know. Anyway, um I agree. <laughs> yeah. No, like how better to sum up the Matt Mercer effect mm -hmm. than with, with Matt, Mercer Matt Mercer himself. Yeah. Yeah. Making the past two and a half hours, frankly, irrelevant. I mean, no, um, it's not. I mean, I mean you. critical. I mean, critical. We've been. Okay, to be fair, <laughs> yeah. it was a vehicle of a discussion and we've discussed many other things as well. Yes. yes. Been relevant. Um, 
yeah, I I do think, um, frankly, if your players ever um, feel uh, start to get like Matt Mercer affecting on you, and they start mm -hmm. to feel that a campaign should be played in a particular way, um, I do believe that is on you as a DM to have a spine for yourself and to say mm -hmm. matt mercer's way of playing things is great i enjoy it too mm -hmm. i'm not matt mercer this isn't his world mm -hmm. although with the new add-on coming, i was out, about could... to say wild mount <laughs> as a <laughs> campaign setting is now out there so i want to buy so bad um <laughs> I, I do want to it and um I've noticed my players, um, I actually noticed this a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. uh, my players, when the campaign started, were like, hey, Matt Mercer does this, or I saw at TFS at the table, the players did this, mm -hmm. and they had their own ideas for how power scaling should work, and how spells should work, and like animal companions, and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. Um, and as time has gone on, and they've gotten more comfortable with my style of DMing, and it's sort of become the default for like what they expect of D and D, not not to be all like self masturbatory or anything. It's all right. But Your like, dick is huge. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't mind. I don't mind jacking it for you. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, thank thank you, Kuji. There's just so much to handle with only my two hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> gonna need at least six. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, but like as my players have become more used to it, um. If like the Matt Mercer effect ever really does come up at my table, it's usually brought up like jokingly. Yeah. Sure. Um of like my uh my friend like Chris would be like, Oh well, Matt Mercer does it this way. Oh, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> and uh one of my other players, um, the same one who uh ran the combat heavy campaign is like, dude, I don't see you being Travis Willingham up. Oh and yeah. th that was like basically more more or less like a back and forth that they had like a few weeks ago yes. and i was like yes. oh <laughs> like it feels, it feels good yeah that is um cool. so new dms and experienced dms who are out there by no means feel like you have to be the man himself <laughs> um because even the man himself is saying relax if you and your friends are having fun, you're doing your job and you're doing great. Exactly, right? Like, and, it's a it's a thing to get together with people that you enjoy yeah. and, and fucking have new, fun. New mm -hmm. players and returning or uh, experienced players, don't mm -hmm. put it all on your DM. Don't. don't. The DM is not oh, yeah. the source of all it's your so, fun. It's so mm -hmm. fucking, oh my god. You're yeah. a part of the table. You're a part of the yeah. team. Like, you, come yes, on. Yes, you are a team. It is a group effort. It is you a, it's a whole story. You can make a story all your own. Mm -hmm. It's not entirely on the DM. You are there to ask the D the DM is there to tell you what happens, but mm. you make things happen. Exactly. Yes. The DM has built the pool for you. Don't tell him to swim in it too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> like as like, much so as I'd want to. In, you know so, you're gonna piss in that. <laughs> like like so many times I've built a scene for my characters and I've explained what's going on, what they like see, smell, hear, yeah, sure. uh, and like what's going on, and they know where they're going, mm -hmm. and I finish the explanation and they're all just looking at me, and I'm like, talk. 
Yeah, it's like, what, what are you going to do? Black. Hello? <laughs> Fair like, I'm like, I will let there be two minutes of silence if that's what you guys want. Yeah. But yeah. like, you guys, I should not be doing three quarters of the talking. Maybe exactly. half. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Maybe yeah. half. All right, so... Uh, is there anything else? Is there closing words? Are we going to talk about anything else? Or are we going to... Um, it got? depends on how you guys feel, because I do have that other video um, that oh, is no. totally uh, off topic of Matt Mercer. It's just a weird video that actually has a lot to do with a lot of things we've already talked about a little bit, but it's just strange. Um, how long is it? It is... Yeah. Let's see. I think it was 15 minutes. I think. Let me check here. And granted, and given how long it took us to watch a four-minute video, hey man, I'm fucking two I'm, hours. <laughs> I know, which is sad because I like doing that. It's fun. Um, yeah. But if you guys aren't feeling it, that's totally fine. Uh, I personally, as I have school tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's I, fair. I, I can't go too late. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Unfortunately, because um, I am having fun, but yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. We'll save great, it. We'll but... save it for next time. We'll save it for next time. We can open with that. See what's going there's, on. Yeah, there's there. always a docket. Yes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, um what uh closing statements? Let's see. Let's see. Um well, we talked about that. So, um listen to what we say. Um yes. because we're always, we are always right. right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> we are we are three of mind, one of soul. Exactly. Yes. We never disagree ever. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It's. I mean. It's been. It's been fun. Um. Yeah. Please do your homework about videos yes. you make. Please <laughs> do that. Please also like. Hey. Like this is just something I'm gonna say forever. Is like please read the book. Please. Yeah. Please read the handbook. Yeah. Please mm-hmm. at least at least. It doesn't. The handbook. Yeah. It does not have to be cover to cover. No, or, but no more or less what it says. Or, yeah. or okay, I'll even go lower. I'll even put the bar even lower. Could you at least read what your class does and understand what your class does? Mm-hmm. Yes. Please, could you please? All right, like, not to be a dick, but I'm going to call somebody out who is a part of my, my, my Wednesday games. Whenever they come in and they just haven't been here for a while that's fair that's fine but they never know it's all on their sheet everything is on their sheet they've they have it all written there they never know what they need to do in a combat you know what they can do and i'm over here going you're a monk you can do a lot you can do you can do the punches but you can also do more punches right you can do more than one punch please please could you could you could you do the punches please Yes. <laughs> and like just not not to be a dick but like but say the, the words monk what? <sighs> three of blows exactly <laughs> right <laughs> like legitimately i'm unfortunately i'm looked at as the the man who knows the rules because i know the rules so oh, God. When, well it's not it's not that bad because it also means i get to brush up on the rules all, all the time because yeah. yay um yeah I actually really enjoy it. Well, the way you said that yeah. was just so sad. It's like I know the, I know the rules, so I'm the one who knows the rules. Like, oh my god, all of them should know the rules. No, I know, yeah. and like it's fair enough. You don't need to know all the rules all the time, but you should yeah. know the rules of your own things, please. Yes. My, my um, 
so I have to give a bit of backstory and okay. for this in order to make sense. Okay. Um, my campaign was made as a three-person campaign. Mm. Um, it, it became a five-person campaign. Um, what was nearly six, but I had one person for one session, and then because of like life reasons, um, they no longer attended the session. Sure. Um, so it was nearly one more, and then we were back down to three, and then we went up to four. And then when we started playing at my friend's house, it went up to five. And the fifth person was the monk, Shay, okay. uh, who who s- sleeps in trees and throws shit. Yes. Um, and uh, that person, uh, we're setting up for D&D like uh, two sessions ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm setting up for D&D. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to get my like my girlfriend to play. And I'm like, what? Uh, the add-on. Uh-huh. And, he, and he's like, yeah, no, I've been trying to tell her she can play and this and this and this. And he's bringing up technical – or she's bringing up technical reasons why she can't play. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, no, those technical reasons aren't actually valid because D, the D20 system covers this, this, and this. And cool. then they took this as permission to join. And, like, oh. I don't, I don't want to be the fun sucker. I I can handle five people. Might as well handle six. Yeah. Um, no, she's going to be a new player. She's she's not going to be too difficult to handle. Um, and player five had basically crafted Shay after to be like an insert of his girlfriend. Oh. Um, and he made a new character who was a mercenary, oh. and that was the fighter who was a mercenary who had I no see. backstory. Mm-hmm. And who gra- like imprinted himself on the party with mm. no organic reason for him to join them. Fun. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, he sits in the bar <laughs> drinking all day with Shay, who doesn't <laughs> like him. Um, <laughs> and when he and when his girlfriend joined, mm. he had her take over Shay. Mm. And it struck me as odd. Makes sense. But I was like, you know what? Maybe she just kind of wants to join just to like make her boyfriend happy and kind of see what's going on and just to kind of be an observer but also kind of in game. Yeah. Totally fine. Um and she really kind of didn't seem happy with it and then the next session um the boyfriend hadn't shown up yet and the girlfriend was there and I'm like, "So um what are your thoughts on Shay?" And she's like, "Well, you mentioned that uh, I've been I've been playing Ray's campaign recently, and I think I want to play a rogue." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, you can play a rogue." And she's like, "So do I like need to get Shay killed off?" And I'm like, "Oh, dude, you can retire her." And she's <laughs> like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, Shay's gone. You want to play a rogue? We can play a rogue. We, mm-hmm. I already have a rogue in the form of like an NPC child, but she's arcane trickster. Mm-hmm. You can be arcane trickster, or you can be something else." And she's like. I want to be an assassin because that's what I play in like race campaign and it's really fun. And I'm like, mm-hmm. let's do this. And she already knows her abilities with her, her joining, like playing one, maybe two full sessions better than my druid does. Oh, <laughs> yeah, some players are just more. I love it. Some players are just better at like actually knowing the rules. Like my that's druid so. has one spell that he knows he can cast or two spells that he knows he can cast. Shillelagh, Thunderwave, Oh, and Flame Blade. Uh-huh. And those Bro. are like the only three spells he uses. Bro, you have to teach him about Heat Metal. Yes. It's the greatest uh, spell. He's, al- he's already burned down one tavern slash It Roth doesn't Roth. matter. 
Yes. I had I taught I taught our druid about heat metal and he's like, oh fuck, that's really good. I was like, yes, it is. Yes, real good. (laughs) It was before that. It was moonbeam. Yeah. He once spent an hour and a half sneaking out of his cell to try to break out from when he was arrested for being drunk and disorderly and disturbing the peace because he broke up with his girlfriend who worked at a brothel. Okay. Um got wine splashed all over him mm-hmm. and then he left the brothel and went i don't know where my party members are okay so the way that he solved this um mm-hmm. as a testament of human evolution um was to run down the streets screaming torque 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 mm-hmm. is the name of our barbarian okay so when you leave an establishment like that yeah. splashed with wine screaming yeah the guards assume you are drunk and disorderly and disturbing the peace so usually yeah they, they pull him aside they're like hey buddy and he proceeds to be exceedingly hostile with oh, the, god pull That's the whole fun. like do you know who i am and i'm like Ooh. okay okay now the thing is the guards in the city are incredibly corrupt and love their bribes uh-huh. um so they try to gently hint that they for some silver this may disappear um he then proceeds to be very loud about offering them a bribe which of course turns heads so now they can no longer accept the bribe and are angered at that Mm -hmm. so they then take him in for processing uh he sees torque actually as he and the warlock are leaving a magic item shop and he's like oh hey there's my friends and the warlock sees this happen and sees him talking to the guards and casts invisibility on both himself and the barbarian (laughs) (laughs) and they're like we're not having this good oh my god um they encounter the paladin Mm -hmm. uh who was just getting out of having her own encounter with uh some people of the criminal underworld of the city who had a quest for them which is supposed to be the starter for the next main arc of the campaign Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about some idiot who steals uh drugs from the thieves guild in order to sell them and make money which was an idea that the druid had had uh and that oh. was essentially which was me warning them don't do this you'll get hunted down and killed yeah um and they encounter the paladin on his way back to the the jailhouse and he's like hey can you pay my bail and she's like no no i'll pick you up tomorrow morning so he just has to sit in jail for a night in the junk tank Mm -hmm. uh while they you know rifle through his belongings maybe take the gold that he would have given as the bribe um and he basically like loses an evening and like the one gold five silver that the bribe would have been. Mm-hmm. He decides to break out of his um his jail cell. Right. Cast fog fogwall for no reason. Fogwall. Um, okay. Uh huh. Don't worry about it. No reason. It's okay. like I'll use it for visual cover, and I'm like, why do you need? Oh no, sorry. I'll use it for a distraction. And I'm like, dude, the distraction is right at your jail cell door. And he's like, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. And he spent two and a half hours trying and at numerous points doing insane things. Mm-hmm. Um, or doing things for insane reasons, I guess. Like, oh, I'll sneak under the door and then I'll try to have someone step on me as a mouse. Weird. Uh- 
I don't understand why. Um, what the fuck? And it took he's a druid. And it took two and a half hours for him to sneak out of his cell, oh find God. the room where they were going through his belongings, uh-huh. pussy out, and go back to his cell, sneak Whoa. back in, get stuck under a door, make it finally to his cell, and then sit there and spend the night. Peacefully. Oh my God. What the fuck? I have a 45 minute recording on my phone. That's good. There you go. Jesus Christ. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right. what the hell are we talking about next time? Well, we were talking. Oh yeah, next time. Okay, yeah, next so time. what are we talking about? That's that's a great question. Thank you. Um, so first Sorry, off, I get distracted. No, 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 it's, it's totally fine. fine. It's totally fine. So this the tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow. <laughs> I wish. No. Um, next week because this is going to be a weekly thing. Hopefully. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking, first off, about, uh, let me find the exact title of this video. It's called, <clears throat> ah, yes, D&D sucks at making story, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's the video that I really just really need to talk about with you guys. Um, what do we think, what do we think uh, for our... Oh, there it is. Yeah, I see it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do we think for our um for our for our second topic? What are we thinking? Yeah, I don't know. We have a uh, whole I bunch would, to I would, choose from. I would personally love to talk about um mainstream media's perception of D and D and its sort of counter influence back. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mainstream media's. There was actually a, a couple videos I had posted. Um to the topic discussion back at like yes. the very beginning yeah yes we'll go through and we'll find those and we'll talk about that and we'll talk about stranger mm-hmm. things and people will hate me It'll be great. For the, the one that's like from bbc yes that one. Oh, oh i'm excited God. okay cool <laughs> all right yeah Rose, so we'll yeah that's what you have to look forward to people and hey if you're out there and you enjoyed this podcasty thingy bob um Hey, you should totally share it with your friends or yeah. your grandma or anyone that you can really find and just shove it in their face. That would be mm-hmm. cool. Could you do yeah. that for me? That'd be I'll nice. be shoving it in people's faces. Hell yeah. I love you. You do that. But that was expected. I've, I've already <laughs> told not, I've already told 9 people about it. I've told like 1. 2 no. 3. Ooh. You should tell all of your players. That way they can get good. I <laughs> Yeah. I told No, my players tell are fine. All my of your players, players and okay. hyper tell all of your players and hyperlink them to the point where they let you on die. No. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told my players, my players are fine. It's my it's my group. My group friends, my friends of my group that I need to tell about this. Those are the <laughs> ones who let them die. My players yeah. that I actually manage, they're uh, as old as me or older, so it's fine. They, oh, okay. They're doing the tavern thing and all that kind of stuff. They're having ah, a great yeah. time, and I'm having yeah, a great time. Good. Yeah, they're, they're doing great. Having a great time. Can't <laughs> sing it because it's copyrighted. Yeah, we'll right. It's unfortunate. lawsuit or some shit now. Anyway, um, g- goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Table Talk Discussion and Discourse, Episode 1, The Mercer Effect, Part 2. Very much appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed. And if you did, show us however you can. 
share our podcast with people that you think would enjoy it and leave a positive review however that is done uh, and again if you want to see the full context first uh, go on youtube and with the link that should be somewhere in the description or uh, try and search for table talk discussion and discourse that's table talk all together colon discussion ampersand discourse Hope you come back for the next one, where we talk about Fate of Cthulhu and its whole thing that happened way back uh, a few weeks ago, and how we don't like it. <laughs> and a couple other things. So yeah, thank you again for watching, and we hope you listen again real soon.